A Liberal MP breaks ranks with the Trudeau Liberals over the government's energy policies. Former interim Conservative leader Candace Bergen warns the Iranian regime is influencing Canadian bureaucrats. Canadians are not interested in buying an electric vehicle despite the Trudeau government's best efforts to push them. Hello Canada, it's Tuesday, July 4th, and this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Rachel Emanuel. And I'm Lindsay Shepard. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. A Liberal MP from Atlantic Canada has publicly criticized Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's carbon tax hike and the impact of his government's energy policies on the region's economy. Wayne Long, who represents the riding of St. John Rothesay in New Brunswick, said he is feeling the pressure from his constituents, who are struggling with a high cost of living while the Trudeau government ramps up costly carbon tax hikes. Long said he supports the Liberal government's carbon pricing plan, but argued that it needs to be better communicated and adjusted for Atlantic Canada. He said the 10% top-up to carbon rebates for people in rural areas is not enough to offset the pain at the pump. The Liberal MP also said he is unhappy with his own government's approach to the clean fuel regulations, which he said are penalizing Irving Oil, Canada's largest oil refinery and a major employer in Atlantic Canada. Long said the government has not listened to the company's concern and has imposed a top-down system that does not reward its efforts to become carbon neutral. Long is not running for re-election in the next federal election, but his comments reflect the growing anxiety among liberals in Atlantic Canada, where they hold 24 out of 32 seats. I think that Long's comments here have a lot to do with the liberal government's clean fuel regulations, which we know came into effect on Saturday. And the PBO has long estimated that that's really going to hit households in Atlantic Canada as well as the prairies. So it's no surprise his region is really feeling the effects. It's nice to see him break ranks and actually speak up for his constituents, though obviously with a noted caveat that he's not running for re-election. So not a huge chance of him being penalized here. Agents of the Iranian regime are putting immense pressure on Canadian civil servants and often succeeding at influencing them, according to former interim Conservative leader Candace Bergen. Bergen, who recently stepped down as Member of Parliament in Portage Liskar, told a group of Iranian dissidents that, quote, so-called Iranian diplomats have cultivated relationships with Canadian bureaucrats. Bergen was speaking on a disinformation panel at the National Council of Resistance of Iran's Free Iran Conference in Paris, which True North's Andrew Lawton also attended. Bergen said in previous years, Global Affairs Canada civil servants tried to get her and other members of parliament to not attend the annual event. Bergen said, quote, Some of the biggest pressure that I've received has actually been from the bureaucrats who would call us in and advise us not to be participants of this conference. The bureaucrats want to play it safe. And I think that they are many times advising our government leaders just stay away from it. Bergen said this often stems from a desire to not tick off Iran or from a fear that Iran could retaliate. She noted that Iranian regime representatives play off bureaucrats' ignorance to the facts on the ground. Bergen also warned of, quote, appeasers of the Iranian regime who have infiltrated many aspects of civil society in Canada and around the world. Rachel, what do you think about these, you know, uh, allegedly Global Affairs Canada civil servants trying to control where members of parliaments go, what kind of conferences they go to, what kind of 
issues they're paying attention to. Yeah, this is a really interesting story. I don't think it's surprising that members of the government, especially of global affairs or other civil servants, would sometimes seek to weigh in and offer guidance to members of parliament. I think that Candace Bergen is an excellent member of parliament, or at least was, and I think she knows the issues really well, but not all members of parliament are the same. And we've seen evidence of that time and time again, where it seems these MPs just don't know what they're talking about. And that's where it's useful to have civil servants who have worked in the industry or studied a particular issue for years and years on end come in and offer some guidance. But here it seems like she's saying they don't even have all the facts on the ground and that the Iranian regime is actually sort of playing on their ignorance. So that's where it's important to, I think, always be educated so that you can stick up for yourself and defend your views no matter what. But I don't think there's a problem with global affairs members, you know, seeking to offer guidance to members of parliament. It just sounds like she's saying, hey, they don't have all the facts right. A study has found that Canadians' interest in purchasing electric vehicles has declined in the past year, despite the Trudeau government pushing EVs as part of its net zero agenda. The JD Power Canada Electric Vehicle Consideration Study found that 66% of Canadians are either very unlikely or somewhat unlikely to consider an electric car for their next purchase, up 13% from last year. The number of Canadians considering an electric car has decreased from 47% to 34%. EV consideration is at its lowest in the prairies, where only 22% of people showed interest in purchasing a zero-emission vehicle. 26% of Maritimers, 34% of Ontarians, 39% of Quebecers, and 46% of British Columbians said they are considering getting an EV. As for the reason behind EV hesitation, 63% cited concerns with range, 59% cited the price of the cars, and 55% noted a lack of charging stations. The Trudeau government wants to drastically increase the number of electric cars on the road as part of its net zero agenda, which will eventually see the elimination of new gasoline car sales. The Liberals announced last year that it plans to mandate 20% of new vehicles sold be zero emissions in 2026. The mandated percentage would then increase to 60% in 2030 and 100% in 2035. The Trudeau government has offered billions in subsidies to car manufacturers to build EV plants in Canada, including $13 billion to Volkswagen, an amount that has been described as utterly off the charts. Looks like the Liberals are going to be in trouble for their mandated plan to have 20% of new vehicles sold be zero emission in 2026. If we take a look at these numbers, Canadians seem less interested in purchasing an EV than they ever have been. Lindsay, would you be interested in purchasing a Tesla or is that something that you would just see as kind of unreasonable? And are you concerned about some of these other things that Canadians mentioned like range and the price of the cars. Yeah, when I heard that by 2035, 100% of you know new vehicle sales are going to be electric, I was pretty surprised. I mean, this is going to be a reconfiguration of what our landscape looks like in terms of driving. And it's not surprising to me that EV consideration is at the lowest in the prairies. Uh, I think there are a lot of questions, like do these vehicles, uh, can they start in, in minus 40 weather? Um, in the prairies where you have vast expanses of land, how far can you really get? And um, even in places in Vancouver where you could say EVs are probably the most popular, I have read accounts of, you know, public charging stations just always being in use. It's really hard to charge your car at one of those public stations. Um, and is that going to be the future? Like it's going, you're, and there, you know, the title of a CBC op-ed was actually, you know, something along the lines of, I own an EV and I love it, but my life revolves around charging it. 
And uh, I worry that's what it's going to look like for people with EVs is your life is going to revolve around uh, where to charge your car, how far you can get and all that. Yeah, that sounds like an absolute nightmare. I'm the type of person who leaves my gasoline till it's like very, very empty because I just hate getting gas just because it's bothersome how expensive it is. So if I had an electric vehicle, I'd have to become a much more organized person. I just don't know that it would really work with my personality. But uh, the complaints about those vehicles not starting in the winter is something I hear a lot of in Alberta. I know a lot of people just aren't interested in it. not worth a hassle to them. And I mean, when you look at something like a Tesla, a very nice vehicle, but obviously very expensive, you definitely don't want to be in a situation where you spend all that money on a car and then it doesn't start in the winter or you can't find somewhere to get a charge. So it's a kind of a tricky thing for the government right now because they're really pushing these vehicles, but it doesn't make sense to build so many electric charging stations until people have the vehicles. So it's one of those things where you kind of need both to happen at the same time and it just doesn't look like they're aligning right now. That's it for today. And don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news. Thanks for listening and have a great day.